Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Stratford and Chat with your hosts, Chris and Max. Man United with another comeback away victory, this time against West Ham. It's just what we do. There are plenty of talking points we need to get through today. Max, uh, what are your impressions with the result from yesterday? Good. Three points. We'll take it. The comeback kids, once again, I think that's like, that's five away wins where we come back and win. Um, I mean, not the way that you want to do it necessarily, but you know, at least uh, at least we have some fighting spirit. So happy with the three points. Listen, I guess it's like a rite of passage. We have to be down before the first half, and then all is like, okay, boys, let's, let's get it together. Let's yeah, just we just want to give them hope, just, and then like, and then come second half, like, all right, guys, come on, let's turn it on. Bring on Bruno. Bring on Rashford. Okay, time to get serious. You know when I sort of had um, higher hopes of winning. You know at what point? Um, there was a point early in the second half where I think it was a Bowen who missed like the tap in, like where it was, like, it was a cross in, right? 51st minute, 51st minute, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's when I knew that's that's when you knew, and we're like, okay, yeah, that's like, enough funny business. Like, we're gonna get away with this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Bowen gave us a lot of troubles, eh? During, during this whole yeah. game, he was a big danger. Oh, yeah, I mean, Teos didn't really have a, um, a great day uh, on the left. Uh, you know, Bowen, man, he's very promising. How uh, how, very, how old is he? Is he young? Early twenties. I, I think he came from the championship. Yeah, he he just tore us apart. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. Um, like, I mean, we know what we're getting with Alex Teyes, right? I mean, we're sacrificing a little bit of defensive prowess for something a little bit extra going forward, and uh, in this game specifically, he got caught a couple times. Um, yeah, there like there was a couple moments in the game where or I'm I'm thinking about one specifically where um we kind of got caught caught out on the counter. I think Pogba lost possession and they could have played in. I think it was Bowen that made like a darting run. They could have played him in. Um because Alex Hayes was so far up the pitch and he was just he just got caught sleeping. Uh but anyways. Yeah. It's not like we could have started anyone else at left back. No, anyway. yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, speaking of the starting lineup, let's uh sort of talk about the biggest talking point, um, Fred was completely left out of the squad. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that wasn't a big yeah. talking point, though. I feel like everybody forgot about that. <laughs> like, nobody yeah. mentioned it um, early on. But the selection was definitely a strange one because of the inclusions and the uh, omissions as well. Um, notably, uh, Bruno and Rashford being rested. Rashford, understandably so, because of his, like, nagging shoulder uh, issue. He, he trained, um, but not 100%. So for him being on the bench, I wasn't surprised. Bruno not starting, I was a little bit surprised because it's Bruno. He's he's our only hope. He starts every game or else we lose. Cry. Um, but And yeah, and then Pogba gets a start um, in the pivot with McTominay, which was also surprising. Yeah, and De Gea was out due yeah. to injury. Oh, was it injury? Yeah, that's what Ollie said. And Grant, it, it was Grant as the backup goalkeeper this weekend. I mean Henderson. I I'm not worried about the goalkeeper position at all. We're we're in good hands. We're in good hands. Literally. Although you can see that he is a bit. He's still like learning. Like he doesn't. He makes some mistakes here and there, or maybe not as clean when it comes to, um, like gathering the ball sometimes or clearing it as De Gea is because he's because De Gea. I mean he has like ten ten years of EPL experience on him, so that's natural. Yeah, and I think you could also blame his lack of game time in the Premier League as well. 
Yeah. Um, it's been inconsistent. Um, yeah, Pogba starting was. I mean, obviously, if you're not going to start Fred, right? You have to start Pogba. Yeah. Why should should we speculate on why Fred wasn't included? Do you think it's because he picked up a an injury, or do you think that he was being punished for his uh, abysmal performance against PSG? Do you, Do you think that was a message from Ali saying, "Don't be stupid again"? <laughs> this is all just speculation, but I think it has to be. It has to be some sort of disciplinary measure from Ali. Yeah, I, I I really wonder. I I didn't I didn't listen to the post game presser. Um, maybe a reporter would have asked that question. You know what happened to Fred? Um, but I wouldn't mind if he if he kind of punished him for that. But I think that it it's out of sort of out of character for Ali to do that. Um, especially to just leave him out of the squad altogether. If you if you left him out of the squad altogether, for me that just means that he probably picked up some sort of uh, knock um, in, mm-hmm. in, in training. Maybe a bit of both. Maybe he knows it's better for Fred to get a clear head over the weekend, just you know, spend time with the family. Because Tuesday, I mean, Tuesday is the bigger, much more important matchup anyway. Huge game Tuesday, yep. Yeah, yeah. And then you had Greenwood, Martial, and Cavani up top. Yeah, I mean, hey, like a really good lineup – with Bruno and Rashford missing, like this is a this was still a really strong strong lineup, and you you really fancy your chances before the game, right? When you see that kind of attacking prowess, but the first half was something much different. It's it's an ongoing meme where whenever we like the starting lineup, we never play well. Yeah, yeah. Because it on paper it looks great because Van de Beek in the ten roll, right? This, yeah, it works, yeah. It works. It's gonna work well. It's supposed to work well. If Bruno is getting the rest, he can jump on whenever. It should so, be an easy away win, and it wasn't really. It wasn't at all. So this game was like a really big opportunity for Van de Beek. I mean, his first opportunity to start in the EPL in that yeah, number yeah. 10 role that's like dominated by Bruno. So I was really curious to see um, what he could do. And the result was as bad as it could get. Um, he really struggled to get into the game. Um, he struggled to find pockets of space and, and be a threat. For, for for West Ham, I think that there's a pretty big disconnect between Pogba, McTominay, and um, the front three, as well as Van de Beek. I, I don't know. There was just something missing. Like, the first half was so bad. I mean, we were so flat, you know? Like, I think we had, what, it was like 71 to, um, like, 29 in terms of possession. And yeah. I swear... Yeah, we, we were Yeah, we were flatter than tap water. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, roasted. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, a lot of it was just side passing. We were just like kind of going around the defenders. No, yeah, I was, I was gonna say eighty percent of it was spent from our back four. It was just, and I think that Maguire. If I had, if if you know, if I was a gambling man, I'd put money on him for most touches, uh, like in the first like thirty minutes, because he was like our principal distributor in the first half which is not what you want you don't want your center back being the guy that's trying to force those passes forward and i think that it's just because i don't know like it's it's not it's not all on van de Beek as well i think that um we failed to stretch west ham at like at all and i think that part of that was because martial played more centrally although he was like more of a left left winger um, he always came in more centrally, and whenever he picked up the ball, 
his back was always facing the goal and he was again just trying to do hold up play which doesn't really suit him very well absolutely and maybe with this is a good learning like a good takeaway that you know maybe Vandermeek and the big doesn't work so well in this formation with McTominay and Pogba it it just seemed to me that the 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 club like the players like we were almost too afraid to actually penetrate and then do something um, aggressive. Yeah, it, we were saying it was a passive approach to start the match, and we were getting, if anything, West Ham were, had, were you know had most of the West Ham had the better chances. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, West Ham clearly were the better team uh, in the first time in the first half for all the possession we had. They they created the better chances, and that's why they scored. And we'll get to that. But I just want to say like one more thing. I think that the reason for us just being so flat is. So we're obviously more dangerous on the counter, right? And and that's mm-hmm. with that's with any team because when you're playing a team that traditionally is going to sit back against you, you can really hurt them on the counter, right? Because they're they're not necessarily in position, um, they're not in formation, and they're not settled. So so you can break them down easier. But I think that whenever we did get the ball and we could and we were in a situation where we could counter, um, we didn't have any players like on the wing to stretch out and attack quicker i think that we were too slow to try to attack when west ham was out of position and then they you know they got back in position and at that point it was like a stalemate like there was no way that we were going to get through because we were just passing side to side side to side and west ham was comfortable yeah i mean let's just talk about the the goal um west ham's goal is a set piece again very familiar so check i i I always this guy. This guy is everywhere, you know, in corners for West Ham. He's he's a great. Um, I think he's their their Fellaini, almost. Yeah, it's like he's. I give him more credit than that. I honestly yeah, feel yeah. like he's 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 a lot more functional on the pitch as well. I think yeah. I mean, it's just like an easy, easy <laughs> low, label. Low hanging fruit. Yeah, low hanging fruit. But yeah, but anytime I watch, I'm, I'm pretty sure he has scored big goals against Chelsea and other top six sides before. He's, def- he's definitely uh, yeah. a nuisance in the box. There's no Yeah, definitely. That. You can't contain him. And it was a nice flick on by, I can't remember, was it Haller or whoever it was. It, it was just served up on a platter for Suchek. And yeah, I mean, that's like West Ham absolutely deserved that up to that point. Yeah, I mean, they were, they, they were really, really putting um, pressure on us near the end of the half as well. But I mean, in that corner, right, it's all too familiar. I mean, the same thing happened with um, Southampton. We just get beat at the near post. That that shouldn't happen. The near post should be a priority. Um, we should get someone that's a really good header of the ball uh, near post. And in this case, I think three three of our players got beat near post and it gets flicked on in the back. And I think it was Tejas that was marking Suchek, which is a mistake in itself. And yeah, I mean, great flick on and Tejas just doesn't follow his man and it's an easy goal. And then... The classic story, down one nil again, playing terribly. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, easily could have been two nil, three nil. I remember that toe poke. Right. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but if it was slightly, maybe an inch to the right, it would have definitely. Yeah, uh, it would have. Yeah, it would have been in. Could have been two, but hey, you know what? One nil or two nil against us doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and then Bowen, just out of his reach after the second half, and listen, like. There's really not much to talk about in that first half. It was abysmal for us. I don't think I didn't write any notes because it it really was, oh, it was one of the more 
uninspirational, uninspirational efforts we've had in a while. Yeah, it's I up mean, there with WhatsApp. It was clear that uh, Ole needed to make some changes at the break, and thank God he did. Enter. I mean, he was forced to. Bruno he had no other choice. Yeah. It's. I'm happy to have a player like Bruno to come in at the 60th minute, but I'm also scared that we're heavily reliant on Bruno. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Marcus as well. Marcus definitely changed the the dimensions and you know the oh, man. complexity of the match as well. I'd say, and Martial was having a, a shocker again. He is. I do think he did get. I, I do believe he got an injury, and I will talk more about Martial. Um, you know, as, as a topic later in the podcast, but. Without yeah, we don't win without Marcus and Bruno and maybe to a slight extent Juan for that nice assist at the end. But let's talk about the the controversial mm. decision. Um, there's no way that that ball stayed in from Henderson, but I there's but there was no evidence. Right? Exactly. There, yeah. With with the naked eye, you cannot say if that ball went went in or out. And they did a VAR check. And it was kind of useless because the reality is they don't have cameras looking at the sidelines. They only have it on the goal lines. And and they can very clearly see if a ball passes the goal line. But with the sidelines, they're just looking at it like we are from just like the naked eye and on any angle they can get. And it is impossible, impossible to tell because it was just the perfect amount of bend where as soon as he kicked it, it looked like it was going straight out. But the bend kind of curls it back in just over um, the touchline where the coaches were. And then it just swirls back into play. I mean, credit to Bruno and and the rest of our players for for continuing to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it was close enough for players to, to be unsure. But there was a lot of bend on that ball. Yeah. There's a I lot. I, I, like, I think match of the day might have actually checked. They had a different... Um, you know that technology is it eagle eye or whatever like they yeah. use for tennis they i think they used that and they confirmed that it was out but i thought but, they only had yeah. that for for the goal line because yeah, yeah. for I, the goal I, line they have they, they have eagle eye and it's just a bunch of cameras pointing at the goal line but i don't think they have that for this for the side they, they don't have it for var but i don't know how bdc got the um the tech for that i'm not really sure how that worked but i saw a clip a brief clip on a match of the day but yeah def- it was definitely out for sure but regardless, we, we kept playing. I would say it was definitely yeah. out. I th- Dude, it was like, the, the, with how much it curved, and it, it landed maybe a foot just inside. Like, with that much curve, I feel like it had to go out. I like, think there's enough reasonable doubt that it's not admissible in court. Well, exactly. I mean, there's the, the, if it's not conclusive, you exactly. can't overturn yeah, it. You can't overturn. Yeah, but and, exactly. I think that if you would have called it out on, like, in real time, I think that, you know, um, we would have accepted it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Pogba up to that point was having a bit of a shocker too, right? I don't think any of his passes were going through. He, he, yeah, he, just like possession. And had he not scored that, like he would have been roasted so hard by <laughs> everyone on Twitter and I mean, the he media. Had, he had a similar strike like that in the first half and it didn't work out. But this one, this one was a beautiful strike. I oh, mean, he, he, he caught that so sweet. Just like the bend on it was perfect. It was just oof, oof. Yeah, well, he thought he was playing for Juventus, you know, wearing those uh, zebra kits. Man, our kits are pretty nice. I'm, it's it, it's grown on me. At first, I was like, "What's going on here?" But after the PSG win, it's kind of growing on me. 
it's like winning helps for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely, you know, Bruno, man, he's the one that made the run. He's the one that, you know, he, he cut inside, found Pogba. And there's nothing more to say about that, but I don't think Donnie would have been able to do that, like to make that run, right? I think Bruno just thinks he, he his his knowledge of the game that you can see, like he, he knows exactly where to be and what to do. Yeah, Bruno. You, you can't teach that. Yeah, I like that's something that I was thinking about um, when I was kind of re- uh, rewatching some of the game. I was trying to see what Bruno did differently from Van de Beek and how, you know, he created more chances. And Bruno, he's just, he, yes, he finds those pockets of spaces that, you know, makes him like really, really threatening. But he's just he's always on the move as well, right? And he and he's always trying to get touches on the ball, and he's always moving off the ball as well. So it's like he's never he never stops. He's he's a he's a workhorse. He's always trying to find space. And on top of that, he has just that that world class quality to his passes, right? Um, which just which you know he finds Marcus or if it's Cavani or or, or Pogba, and he. And he just finds those magical passes sometimes. And yeah, I guess those are things that Van de Beek doesn't necessarily have to his game right now. Um, but yeah, thank thank God we have we have Bruno. He's just been incredible for us. Yeah, and less than three minutes later, uh, I think it was off a throw-in. And then Teus with the cross in to, inside the box to, to Mason. Mason with a lovely first touch and just Oof. smash it home. I mean, you can't oh. teach that. That's You can't teach that. Yeah, that's just killer instinct right there. I mean, he he doesn't even think about it, right? It, it it's all one motion, and man, like if you have a striker that has that kind of instinct, you are just like you are so happy as 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 a manager. Um, that can be like nourished, right? Um, there there's other aspects of his game that he can definitely work on, and that's when he's not in the box. But when he's in the box and he gets the ball on his left or right foot. You like your chances. Yeah, no doubt he could have done that with his right foot as well. I, I, I totally believe that. So good. Just so elite. Oh, I was so happy for Mason as well. He, he really needed that. And it, it came at the perfect time. And listen, as a defender, like, what can you do? Yeah, no. Right? I mean, it's just, it's just so natural that they, the, the defender could only react, right? Um, yeah. just a fantastic touch and then one motion boom left foot bottom corner and then we're up to one feels good yeah 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 <laughs> and, and, and like, things change from then on obviously you know david moyes can be very upset you know with that miss var call or whatever but after that pogba goal i just i just knew that we had the momentum david but moyes we, has yet to beat us after being sacked from manchester united and that is so cruel i bet he hates i bet he just us and he just won't, wants to get one over on us just once hey that's his own fault man that's on him <laughs> too bad for david i have no i have no sympathy for I, kinda, david. I, I kind of feel bad for him do you though you just, i think he was too arrogant to uh i mean everything that worked that happened that year is just like it, all of it it just comes down to his decisions um when he didn't want to take fergie's backroom staff he wanted to bring his own people it just like can you blame him for that though? Like, I listen. I I I don't. 
I don't think it's the right idea. You're coming from Everton. You're coming from a, a mid-table team, and it's just like it would help to have someone who is familiar with the club. It's it's a huge transition. Yeah, but right? that, but that's natural to bring to bring your own staff. It, it, it does. It didn't sound like he had the respect of any of the senior players either, to be honest. Mm. And that just comes down to his personality. Anyways, let's let's not open that can of worms too much. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, what happened after? I think it was a through ball from Bruno to Marcus. Marcus clearly just outrunning the defenders. Unfortunately, hit the post. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not mad. I think that was still a good strike. I was it angry. Was placed. I was angry. It, it literally just fine margin of error. I don't think it, if he missed the goal completely then, yeah. But I think he was, he had the right idea. Look, my complaint with Rashford is that his finishing sometimes is not where he needs to be. So that miss kind of gave me some PTSD of those feelings and they resurfaced a little bit and that's where my anger came from. But um, yeah, he's at least, thank God he scored the third goal and then he reassured me a little bit and I'm like, okay, that's that's the Rashford I want to see, right? The confidence and that, and that was a cheeky little chip, right? That's what you want to see with your strikers or your wingers. That kind of finish, oof, you love to see it. A great ball by Juan, by the way. But that yeah, was a yeah, really yeah. nice pass. First time, first time hit from the midfield. Like great vision, by the way. Yeah, I mean, um, it was you know, easy to see though. Like, yeah, but just, he, 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 before Bruno even passed it, I think Marcus was making that run. So and 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 Juan was seeing it. But yeah, the the he got the pass extremely. Like he got it perfectly, which he needed to. But Juan replaced uh, Tony, and Tony would never he would never be in that position. Or would have this ability to make that pass to Marcus. Just two different so, players. Yeah. There's exactly apples and, and oranges. Was, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like he, yeah, the he was in the right place, right time. Like he, he was the right person for you know in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, Bruno's Instagram story where he was like, um, he tagged Marcus and he's like, oh, if you miss a chance once once again, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> Angry face. It's good. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. exactly how you feel. Keep him accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think on the third goal, Bruno was going to get really angry because he, uh, Marcus could have passed it. He could have passed it off to Bruno and then Bruno could have, could have tapped it in. Um, but yeah, good good for Marcus or else he's in the doghouse with Bruno. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I that just makes up everything. Nice chip. Uh, Doesn't make up the uh, first half though. <laughs> he, he uh, I mean, Marcus almost lost that ball as well. Like the first touch kind of got away from him, but you know, he's so quick. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, just in general, right? Like, just again taking it back to the substitution and and Bruno and Rashford basically gave us that win. That's like that's why we won three one. Um, just that that extra quality of pass that we needed, we got it from Bruno. And then um, just like just just the runs and running in behind the West Ham players. Um, that's something that Martial wasn't doing, and I think that that's what we needed, and that's what made them a bit more stretched and second guessing. And because Rashford was making those runs in behind all the time. I think that West Ham probably um, they started holding back a little bit more and giving more space for Bruno to operate in the midfield. And so there was more connection between um, Pogba, Bruno, McTominay. And I think that's why we dominated from the 60th minute onwards. Yeah, I noticed a lot of um, balls over the top. When Rashford came on. Yeah, yeah. Before it wasn't happening. Yeah, it just changed the dynamic for sure. Like we we were stuffed, like we we couldn't get around any like in the first half, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
Um, so let's, yeah, I mean, that's basically the match, right? And I guess it's time to sort of talk about, you know, the major talking points. Um, let's say the first one, we look pretty lost without Bruno. We're almost a relegation side without him. <laughs> we're basically almost, we're basically Arsenal without, without Bruno Fernandez, if you think about it. Yeah, but not as bad. <laughs> but, not, but not as bad. Still not uh, as bad. Yeah, without, I mean, just, if you just look at the stats and you just look at the, the amount of assists and the amount of goals that he's had since since he's come in um, last uh, last January, it's, he's been involved in thirty six uh, in thirty eight goals and assists. I think uh, it's 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 crazy. I, he, you know, because I think before he came in, I think a lot of the criticism was, well, you know, there's no creativity. You know how how are we going to score goals? Like, where is it going to come from? There's nothing in the final third, right? We're static. And then in comes Bruno, and he offers that bit of um, magician in the final third, and he creates things, and that's and that's been the difference to a little bit more success under Ali, I think. Did you know that once Bruno joined, and I think you know starting from the end of the January transfer window, I believe we have the second best record in the Premier League, just two points behind Liverpool. Did you see that table? I yes, yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah. I, I, I saw that tweet before, I think. Yeah, and three of those losses are actually coming from this season as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we haven't we haven't lost a lot, so it was pretty dis- disheartening to see three losses this season already, and that's why we were kind of down in the dumps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to see that. I hope we're picking up form again. It's just so it's just inconsistency within a game, right? One half we play terribly, and then the next half, okay, we can figure it out. Um, but we got to think about context. Like, oh, we I have love context. Give it to me, right? So we're coming off a tough loss from against PSG, mm-hmm. right? Normally, Bruno and Marcus would be starting, but we have we have to keep in mind uh, Marcus is injured. Bruno needs to rest before um, before RB Leipzig, and Fred isn't playing. Normally, Fred, you know, he he should be starting in that midfield, right? So maybe it would have turned out a bit differently. Well, of course, it would have turned out differently if we had Bruno and Rashford starting. But I think I would like to think that with that strong of a lineup without them, that we could, that you know, we could hold our own and win a game of football. Because the reality is, it's a long season, and especially now playing two games a week that takes a toll on our players. And Oli does have to do a lot of um, squad rotation, squad management. I think he's lucky with Bruno because a that he's our best player, and b his fitness is crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. and he's just so reliable, right? I mean, like knock on wood, right? But he hasn't he hasn't gone down injured yet or anything, right? Like he's always fit. And that's and that's just a blessing to have your best player just ready to go every game. Um so like I don't mind Oli taking him out for this game. I think he has to. I think he has to rest him every now and then. Well, that's the thing. It's because we have that Champions League match. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would not be surprised if Bruno was almost forced to take a rest because if I think Bruno would right. want to play every match or well, start every of match. Of course he does. He's probably yeah. just like knocking on the gaffer's door like, why am I not in in the squad sheet right now? Just yelling at yeah. him. Yeah. But th- th- like that that's the kind of player that you want, right? Oh, we're so lucky. Captain. Yeah, Captain. Captain. <laughs> he should be the captain. 
I, I'm not sure if yeah. players respect. Here's, here's another topic. I'm not sure if players, if our players respect Harry Maguire as much as they respect Bruno. I have no idea. I don't. I actually like. Obviously, we 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 have zero information on that. I know, but it's but, like, and all and all you can see is on the pitch, right? But I feel like sometimes, like, I don't know, like Harry, he's like yelling at players, and they just don't care, or vice versa, right? Like, I think Maguire, like, like in one example, he took a a, a shot from way outside the box, sometime in the second half, and then like two or three players were just like like yelling at him, like like what are you doing, like, right, like. I don't I know. actually remember that, and I don't blame Harry for taking that shot because nothing was being generated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's just like, does Harry Maguire really fire up the lads, or is it Bruno? I, I, well, obviously it's Bruno, right? I think the reason why maybe people, maybe Harry's teammates don't respect him as much is probably because it's it's the amount of mistakes that he makes, right? Right. Like he doesn't hold his end of the bargain. Exactly, because I don't think Vidic or Rio makes those makes the same kind of mistakes that Harry does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as often as often. Right? They, they yeah, exactly they as often. Right, they make mistakes, but not they. But they always backed it up. They always came back stronger after that. Right, but there's I, always there's always going to be this big question mark around Harry. So. I personally, I'd like to see the armband being transferred to Bruno, but Bruno doesn't need it. Yeah, he already elites by example anyway. True, true. And like, I understand why Harry Maguire is the captain because again, he's also reliable, right? In the sense that he's there for every game, right? He doesn't get injured. He wants he wants to suit up for every game. He's there day in day out. Champions League, Premier League, League Cup, FA Cup. He's gonna play pretty much every single game, and so I guess he's like he's the rock that you have in your back four but he's not necessarily that strong in terms of actual defending but 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 he turns up every day so there you go i mean he had a he had a solid game yesterday as well like a lot of maybe apart from a few chances in the first half i think he he definitely got it together and every cross that i guess after we scored i think everyone gained a bit of confidence a bit of extra hop and any any cross coming into the united box harry was right there just pinging them out with his forehead I just think like that he, he probably needs a more dynamic um, center back partnership, like so, like Upa Meccano, somebody definitely. that can, you know, some somebody that can track back and cover for Maguire when he's sort of out of position or he loses half a step and gets beat by a defender, right? Someone that can make up that ground, like a defender that's a little bit more pacey, because Harry Maguire is very, uh, you could say, a static defender, right? Some would say a pylon. But um, you know, like if he gets beat, that's it, right? He's he's really someone more athletic, right? Exactly. Yeah. He's he's really good in the air, and he's super solid, super solid in the air, right? I mean, like wins a lot of fifty fifties, and you need that with a center back. It's really important, and he's a big physical presence in the box. But when it when it's like one on one, or if it's for pace, if he's out of position, he's done for. Yeah, as much as I like Victor, he's not the guy. He's not the right guy. Mm-hmm. Long Harry. term, long term, yeah. But he and does I think really people well. are right. He's thing thing about uh, Lindelof though. He's, he's a very smart player. He's very. He's very, a good passer. Yeah, good, a good passer, passer, smart player, very cerebral, but makes makes some mistakes and doesn't necessarily have the pace or agility to make up for McGuire's mistakes. And when you can't make up for them, that's when the mistakes happen and the calamities and the terrible goals. 
Yeah, I mean, if anything, we need more depth and competition in the center back center back spots. Anyway, agreed. Yeah, Upa Makano, please. <laughs> Is it, yeah, I wonder. It's, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how he performs. Um, I guess we should probably little, you know start talking about the big game Tuesday because we're going to be seeing Upa Makano once again. Because honestly, the his performance against us in the last game was wasn't very convincing, right? I think he had a pretty yeah. he had a pretty poor game, a couple of mistakes. I don't think all the the goals were his. No, I I didn't say all the goals were his, but yeah, he didn't have a convincing game that game. Yeah, I mean, when your team gets beat five nil, as a center back, you have to take of some some of that responsibility. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he'll be playing on Tuesday due to suspension, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. And let me double check. I think. Yeah, that'd be a pretty uh, that'd be a pretty important factor. But regardless, I know that. Um, I mean, at least both teams are coming into the game with same amounts of fitness. Uh, we both played on on Saturday, and RB Leipzig actually played Bayern Munich on Saturday. So yeah, he's he's not playing. Oh, okay, interesting. He's not playing. So yeah, so he's they suspension. had a. <clears throat> they they had a really big game on Saturday. Uh, they tied Bayern Munich three three. Mm-hmm. Pretty good result for them. I think they're probably still second in the league right now. I have so, no idea what's going on in the Bundesliga. To be honest, Bundesliga. I, I I really like the Bundesliga. I think that I think they're right below the English Premier League at the moment. I missed a really good match then yesterday. The Bayern Munich. Uh, yeah. Leipzig game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're sorry, Leipzig. They're just two points behind. Leverkusen, they're doing fantastic, actually. That top three, it's separated by two points. Yeah, I didn't know Le- Leverkusen was, was doing that well, actually. But, I mean, regardless, Tuesday is is a very, very big game. Um, it's, you know, it's essentially do or die. We're in a good position, given that we only need a draw. Um, I, RB Leipzig definitely needs a win, right? I think they could only draw if PSG, if PSG loses, probably. To I, I, yeah, I believe a draw is not enough for RB, but it is for us. Yeah, so I think I think Ole has to play around with that. He he has to set up a squad knowing that RB Leipzig is going to have more of an attacking lineup. So they're probably going to have, you know, they're probably going to sacrifice a little bit of um, defensive compactness. Um, so we just got to hit them on the counter. Exactly. I that's think it. that's literally it. I think, and that's where we're good at that. Thank God, we're actually good at that. So, do you think we're going to see a five back? Can we even play? A f- yeah, we can't play a five back. Uh, if if Shaw comes back, I don't know if he's ready to go. I don't think he is. He might be. He. I think. I think he was training, or he started to. Because I would love to see if Shaw is fit. I'd love to see a five at the back. Teos, Shaw, McGuire, either Lindelof or Twanzebi. Well, actually, Twanzebi can't even play. He, he's suspended as well. No, Twanzebi can play now. He didn't he serve his suspension against PSG. Oh, it was against PSG. My bad. Yeah, he can play, right? And Wambasaka. But so then I'm saying, would you would you still play a five back if it was Twanzebi, Lindelof, Maguire, and then Tejas and Aaron Wambasaka? I don't know, because I I also think it's not a great idea to set up not to lose. We should be setting up to win. Right. I I, I get that totally. But yeah. also you have to you have to set up thinking what your opponent's going to do, right? Like you, like you have to set up a formation where, where you think that 
you'll be the most successful to win. And so I don't think necessarily being a five back means we're trying, we're trying to lose. I just think it's, we're trying to like maximize the situation. Like we're trying to take advantage of the situation as much as possible and win. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a tough decision. And this is why I don't manage. (laughs) This is why we don't manage Manchester. (laughs) This is why we don't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a tough job and Oli has some big decisions to make when it comes to squad selection come Tuesday. So I'm very curious to see how he lines us up um, against RB Leipzig. Because this is a big game, man. This is the difference between some miserable Europa League games and Champions League knockout stage. I think, here's my prediction. Hot take incoming. I think we'll start with the four at the back. Okay. We'll start with the four four at the back and then we'll transition into three or five at the back. Why the transition? Because imagine even the three, the five at the back wasn't the most um, stable. Or because you remember the PSG match when we lined up five three two. Mm-hmm. PSG still had some chances. Right? Yeah, but I just, of course, they had chances. But I think we're, we're the least likely to concede if we play a five back. Right, but if you think about, if we set up five at the back very early on and RB Leipzig get a free goal, right? Does that set up, will we be able to create chances? Because I don't want to be in a situation that we're chasing no, at I know. the end of the game. I mean, we, w- we would have to switch up our formation if that happens, of course. If, if we're playing five back, we would have to make changes if, if, if we go down. Right, but if we're playing four at the back, I feel like we need to put the pressure on them a little bit as well. Because if we, if, I guess, I, I think we're more likely to score if RB, if RB Leipzig is, um, is pushing really hard, let's say, right? And we're playing four at the back. We just need that one chance and like we could easily finish the game, you know, with Bruno starting the counter, for example. And we'll have that extra player up front rather than at back. And that's like a better way to deal with it. I, I like it's, it's I mean, hard. Yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of going full Jose and like <laughs> really just grinding a nil no draw or whatever. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we could we could go back and forth with the pros and cons of doing five or four at the back, but you know, at the end of the day, that's a decision that that Ollie's going to make. Um, so we'll see. We'll see, man. Yeah, it's a big game. So I mean, let's we'll slowly wrap things up, but let's talk about maybe the players that should be starting, right? And I think the biggest question mark or biggest the hottest debate right now is what are we going to do with Martial? Man, I don't know. He is just lacking so much confidence. I think that last season he found some form playing as the nine. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, not so much. Um, and he's sort of been pushed out of out of his place from Cavani lately. So he's been forced out on the wing as of late. And when he's been playing on the wing, he's been just trying to come inside still. And he's not playing as a winger. He's just trying to play. He's forcing it as a striker. And I think it's it's two things. I think he's he's not in his element uh, in a sense that he's not attacking defenders face to face. He has his back turned um, to the goal a lot, so he's just in, put in really difficult positions and he can't do much with that. And then two, he's just he's just lacking a lot of confidence, man. Like he's had some good chances to score, and he hasn't he hasn't put them away. And that's just that's just confidence at the end of the day. 
I still think he's better up top as a striker, but he's not obviously going to start since Cavani, I think he has that spot locked. But, you know, let's, the biggest question mark now is, is Cavani or even is, is Anthony fit enough to play? Because I, I, I heard Cavani, I remember you told me that Cavani was subbed off at half because of a knock. Because of an injury, yep. Yeah. And Martial maybe as well, I think. He might have been subbed off early because because of an injury. I remember Martial limping. I think his it was a groin issue of some sort. Yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, a little bit of Knox. Um, the Martial situation is tough because we know what kind of player we have. And it's clear that he's struggling this season and we're not getting the most out of him. And um, it is it's a little it's a little detrimental to us when he when he is on the field. Because I feel like we're just we're not creating much, which is troubling. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't think he should start. I don't think Oli should start him on the weekend. But again, I don't I don't know where we, where we're at with injuries. To be honest. Yeah. So what's what's our predicted lineups for Wednesday for Tuesday? Um, if uh, if Cavani isn't injured. I'd probably want to see Cavani um, start up front still. I'd want, obviously, uh, Marcus starting on the left. And then, like, Marcus and Cavani playing up front there, they can, they're kind of interchangeable sometimes, right? Like, Cavani likes to drop back and, and play and play a little bit more, and then and then Rashford can make those runs in behind. So I think they work really well together. Um, on On the right wing, I guess we have to go with Mason again. Um... I, I hope Mason is starting. He's trying to pick up a bit of form. I mean, he needs when, that. When, when you have a guy that can just finish from wherever with both feet in the box, right? You kind of you kind of want him playing all the time. I still think he he he, he has to find his form and give us more um, in terms of playing like outside of the box, right? I still think he has a lot to a lot to learn there. And then obviously obviously Bruno in the ten. Um, if Fred's not injured, throw Fred back in. Fred and McTominay. Fred, can Fred play? By the way. Oh right, you he can't. Of course he, he can't. Can. Right, he can't. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. So that kind of makes the whole. Yeah, Fred's done so. Exclusion of the during the weekend a little bit more suspicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who knows? But and then and then our and then our back four is 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 our back four, and then De Gea obviously is gonna come back to start. My prediction, it'll be some sort of 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1 variation. Score prediction? I think it'll... Score prediction? Dude, I have no clue. I, I'm so nervous about on, this, you... and I don't want to... Give it to oh, us. Oh, man. Give it to us. Come on. I'm going to say 1-1 one, one draw. Conservative. Yeah. Um... I was too confident against uh, for my PSG prediction, so I'm going to dial it back a little bit. Interesting. I'm I'm gonna go. I think it's gonna be a super cagey affair. I'll I'll just go nil nil. Oh really? Nil nil. Yeah. Cagey. Cage. It's gonna be a cagey game. Both teams are gonna be nervous. I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> I know it's gonna be it's gonna be extremely stressful. Um, but uh, we're we're gonna be there on 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 Wednesday to um to break down the game. Hopefully it's good news, and hopefully we can talk more about the Champions League in the future. But um. I think that's going to do that's going to do it for us here at uh, Stratford and Chat. 
Um, if you haven't already, be sure to follow us at Stretchford Chat on Twitter. Uh, we gained a follower lately, so huge news on our front. Um, so if you are listening, please follow us on Twitter. And um, yeah, I think uh, with that being said, that's going to do it for us, for 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 me and Chris here at uh, Stretchford and Chat. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Cheers. All right. Bye, guys.